Hello, everybody. I'm Dwayne Mancini, and welcome to a crossover episode of the Project MedTech podcast and the MedTech Money podcast powered by Project MedTech. If you need anything from us or would like to suggest a future guest, you can email us at info at projectmedtech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. For more information on Project MedTech, our events we host, our consulting and advisory services, and to sign up for our monthly newsletter, visit our website, www.projectmedtech.com, and follow us on LinkedIn. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Valentium. Valentium is a contract design and manufacturing firm specializing in the end-to-end development, production, and post-market support of diagnostic and therapeutic active medical devices, especially active implantables and other class 3 medical devices. Valentium's core competencies include electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, embedded software, software as a medical device, mobile apps, CGMP contract manufacturing, embedded cybersecurity, OT cybersecurity, systems engineering, human factors and usability, and automated test systems. With customers all over the world, Valentium works with clients in every stage and situation ranging from startups seeking funding to establish Fortune 100 companies. Visit valentium.com to explore your next step in medical device development. In this episode, Giovanni Loricella at Lifeblood Capital and I discuss Giovanni's time as the MedTech Money podcast host, what he learned, the connections he made along the way, and so much more. So without further ado, my discussion with my friend, Giovanni Loricella. Giovanni, welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, I I would say like let's do introductions, but I'm not sure it even matters at this point. Uh, for those listening in, if you're a fan of of MedTech Money or even Project MedTech, which this will air on both, um, then you know who Giovanni is. He's hosted the last 127 episodes. This is episode 128. Um, I'll do the introduction for you, um, but but for Giovanni, as as he's been doing these 127 episodes in the background, or sorry, in the background he's been hosting MedTech Money. What he's really been doing is building a uh, talent recruitment firm and uh, called Lifeblood Capital. And uh, just from from my perspective, the growth's been just astronomical, off the charts, growing the team, doing MedTech Malta now. Um, all this crazy shit. So, uh, anyways, this is our wrap-up episode. Um, so, Giovanni, let's start from the beginning uh, of what MedTech Money, what the MedTech Money podcast was going to be. Obviously, there was MedTech Money that you were doing through, um, um, sorry, what Clubhouse. Was that? Clubhouse. That's right. That's right. Um, but uh, talk to me. I, I when I when I approached you about you know transitioning this into a podcast or or at least hosting the MedTech Money podcast, maybe talk about some of those early ideas and what it's become. I think. Well, I'll tell you what the the, the original thought was, which is one of the podcasts that you've done on Project MedTech anyway. So if anyone wants to look at that historical episode, do it. It actually would be really yeah. interesting for anyone listening to this podcast right now to look at the Project MedTech podcast and then listen to that one that we talked about kicking off MedTech money before it was even done and, and promising what we were gonna do. 
And then this one yeah. is going to be talking about what we did. So yeah, that was episode 50, by the way. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Yep. So yeah. the major goal was we were trying to create a body of work and what ended up happening was we wanted to get both sides of the table, but we only, I, I overstructured it in my head. I remember even showing you a visual where we wanted to do a seed round, series A, series B, series C, and maybe something onward. And we wanted to capture it from the entrepreneur's perspective. And then we wanted to capture it from an investor's perspective. So for example, and even family and friends, which came right before seed. So, you know, the founder of starting something from ground zero and what that was like to go out and raise the first money from aunts, uncles, cousins, former colleagues, whatever. And then interviewing one of those aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever it may be, all the way through early stage private equity. Um, and then we wanted to do that in United States and we wanted to show what it was like in Europe and we wanted to show what it was like in Israel. And by the time we had all these checker boxes of what this body of work was going to look like. And we started on that pretty decently. I remember telling you like, oh, we got that story done. Check. We're going to go do another one, different one. Check. And then all of a sudden we started getting just really great stories that were another Series A story. But it was... It was about Series A, but the story was completely wild and different. And you're like, oh, shit, that happened. And that's different from that. But that was a really big learning lesson from that Series A story. But then that Series A. So pretty quickly, it just started doing double or triple or quadruple. of, And then we just kind of gave up on this checkerbox board situation. And it turned into demystifying, raising and investing capital in medtech. And and it was and then it turned into highlighting venture capital firms and venture capital firms, especially when we started getting some more inertia, we had venture capital firms reach out to us and saying, hey, we're about to close this fund or we just did close this fund and it would be great to get it out there. Or we just closed our round from an entrepreneur side and would love to tell the story and then, you know, keep us highlighted for whatever comes next or, you know, get the great news out there so we can. And then we had people leverage their episodes for their investor pitches. I'll throw a name out there. Hope she doesn't mind. Love you very much, Tracy McNeil. But I remember getting Tracy McNeil on here telling about the the Series A story. And that was literally part of her media deck that she would show to investors when she was raising her Series yeah. B. So I'll stop there. But we tried to over box it and over organize it. And what it ended up being was just awesome entrepreneur and investor stories. And it started with Brian Green, which was a founder of a startup company and talking about that early stage company of, of either founding it, organizing it, how it came to be, and then raising that initial capital. And we literally ended <laughs> with, with the infamous, the, the most amazing entrepreneur in medtech, Hanson Gifford. And we had some yep. incredible names in between. So Hanson Gifford is not only a venture partner at Lightstone Ventures, but he's also running the foundry and creating and has created numerous companies with exits. So you show that full spectrum of where we started and where we ended. We demystified raising and investing capital in medtech. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I, I think, you know, the other cool one too, you, you brought up Tracy McNeil. Uh, if you go to Avail uh, Medical Systems, you'll see both uh, Daniel Hawkins' appearance on MedTech Money and Project MedTech on their page. 
right? It's still on their on their webpage. Yeah. I mean, think about Avail Medical Systems, right? They raised 150 million dollars in a Series B, something crazy, right? Um, but using that towards their next goals as well. So um, no, it, it, it's I can remember doing Giovanni and I used to do this as we were going through this process, right? So, so Giovanni is building the content and who we want to have on and uh, how we do the interviews and, and project MedTech's producing the show and editing it and putting it together and, and the digital assets for it. Um, but I remember Giovanni and I doing monthly meetings. Eventually they became not monthly because uh, project MedTech and lifeblood capital really started to scale. And so there wasn't as many touch points, but, we used to do these monthly meetings where we'd go through and we'd add these people in and yeah, what they talked about on the episode and okay, they did the pre-series A and just going through this Google sheet. And and then I just went back and looked at the 127 episodes and you start to go through and go, holy shit, look at who was on this podcast series and look at the content. And so for people who are listening in who are either just becoming fans or maybe they came in later if you go to, you can listen to this anywhere, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever. If you go to Project MedTech's webpage and you click on MedTech Money, there's a keyword search. So you're hearing all these phrases thrown around. Go keyword search certain things that you want to hear about. And all the episodes where we talk about that um, or where Giovanni and the guests talked about that, it'll come right up for you. So if you're in a seed round and you want to hear some perspective of a, a European seed round versus raising from angels versus raising from VC versus family offices, that's all in there. And, and you got to look at it, Giovanni, because I think to your point, I remember editing. I listened to every single episode and edited every episode myself and just listening to the perspective of raising from angel groups, versus VCs, versus we even covered crowdfunding, the unpopular crowdfunding, right? But we still heard a bunch of success stories there. Um, so it's just it's just really interesting, but but the, the body of work is there. And like you said, you truly demystifies, demystifies raising and investing capital. Um, <clears throat> you have some favorite moments. That's got to be tough. That's got to be tough. I'll, I'll preface that. But 127 episodes. I could tell you my most memorable moment while you're thinking, editing the show. <laughs> so uh, editing the show, the number one moment was the first episode <laughs> with Brian Green when he told the story of raising his um, his seed round or series. I think it was a seed round. And um, you, I remember you wrote in there and you said, Dwayne, I know it's the first episode, but you're going to have to put an explicit tag on this one. And I said, really the first one, like, how's that possible? And he goes, yeah, Brian told a great story. It'll make sense. And so I'm listening to this and, and Brian Green's talking and he's like, yeah, I'm raising this round. And you know, I don't know anything about raising money. So I set a hundred thousand dollar minimum and I went to this savvy med tech investor and you know, they were like, Oh, okay, well, I'm not sure. And you know, I don't think so. And Brian said, okay, whatever. And the guy comes back and says, all right, fine. Um, you know, I, we, we want to invest, me and my partner want to invest, we'll write $25,000 checks. And Brian said, well, it's a $100,000 minimum. And the guy said, who the fuck is writing you $100,000 checks? And Brian Green responded with, write the check and you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first episode. The first. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. yeah. So what else uh, stands out to you? I mean, 
there were so many learning lessons. I'll just give the punchline. I think the most selfish thing I've ever done in terms of having an education is do the MedTech Money podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be the guy asking the questions and I had a super big horseshoe somewhere stuck on me uh, that I was able to convince all these people to come on and tell their stories. So nothing but super blessed and lucky to be able to even pull that off. But it was the most selfish thing I ever did. I mean, not to say that I was ever some guru of raising money and, and to be anyone listening on here, I, I speak nothing but the truth when I do this kind of stuff. I've never raised money. I've never raised money. So how can I be a guru? How could I be? Um, I, I don't have anything to add. I have everything to ask and listen to. And so I was the guy asking questions. And, and I would say by the time I was done, I felt like I had wrote a book. I read a book. I read 9,000 books. And I could advise all these startups on what it's like to raise money and all this other stuff. And um, since then, it's really put pressure on me to put my money where my mouth is. And, and we've made actual angel investments directly. We've also invested into a few funds ourselves. Um, we want to actually really understand what it means to be angel investors, go through that that step-by-step -step process, dealing with lawyers, dealing with the negotiation process. What does it mean to be a safe versus a convertible note versus really pressing for for the equity round or then coming up on funds and, and negotiating as an LP. Why are you investing? What do you have access to when you do that? Uh, so it was the best experience of my professional career being able to flex on my network and get them to tell their stories, but learning about stories and these, and there's a lot of friends I have. I mean, I, I consider everyone on the, on the episodes and the podcast, my friend at this point, but, I had friends that I knew long before I ever recruited them to come onto the podcast. And I was asking like, tell me about yourself and tell me about your company and tell me about, I learned so much about people and things that I didn't know about before. And um, so, yeah, I, I would say the moments that I remember are, are the behind the scenes stuff that most people would never care about um, as doing it. We, I learned a lot of one-liners. I learned a lot of different points about how to raise capital for sure. I still think, you know, some invisible ghost tapped me on the shoulder when I was writing the intro about like what I want to open up with and saying, um, we're here to demystify raising investing capital. But, you know, realistically, there's no silver bullet magic formula. And 127 episodes later, raising capital or investing capital is like a fingerprint. Literally every single one is different. I mean, there's some fundamentals that you can learn on. But when you start getting involved in like raising capital is a We'll call it a service, right? I mean, there's no physical really exchange, especially no one's giving a briefcase full of money anymore. So it's it's literally just two parties verbally negotiating or textually negotiating until some digital number flies into some other bank account and then that company can go off and do something. So it's as human as it gets. I mean, there's no actual way of doing this scientifically. It's, it's about two parties and how are they going to humanly communicate and whatever happens, happens type things. Like there's some, there's some jargon. There's some stereotypical things. You get lawyers involved. There's some things that are way out of whack. And you're like, okay, you're, you're, you're crazy. Get off. Or you're like, okay, makes sense. Great investment. Let's go. Um, so those are fundamentals that I learned. But my moments that I remember are, for example, when I was interviewing Fionn Lahart when he was in Dublin, Ireland, and we're in the middle of the interview and his window blows open because there's basically a, 
a, a small hurricane coming over Ireland and his papers flew everywhere and there was wind gusting or there was other ones where um, guests, dogs and children wouldn't stop crying in the background and we literally had to pause and reset. And ironically enough, and I don't know if Hanson will ever listen to this particular podcast, but the last episode with Hanson, which was obviously a super prideful moment of being able to take an hour plus of Hanson Gifford's time to be able to tell his story was super painful because my internet connection was for some reason awful that day. It went in and out. There was a guy delivering a package at Hanson's door that he had to get out. I mean, there was so many breaks in our, what I wanted to be such a fluid conversation. And, um, and in episode 80, it was that the episode 80, I'll never forget. I went all the way to episode 80 without having any actual flaws of doing an interview over zoom where nothing tremendously bad happened. Like we had to do timeouts, but thanks to you, you were able to edit things out. Episode 80, I was, I was covering family offices with Dan Galvin from T site in Israel. And I was just in the middle of this, this wonderful discussion with him. I mean, far in like something that was like, I would rather give up on redoing it again rather than literally have to say, let's start from the beginning and like fake it and go all the way through. Like, I think we were 40 minutes into it and my internet, just my computer just shut off. My stomach, <laughs> my stomach sank to the floor and um, I hopped on as soon as I possibly could. And fortunately he stayed on. And that day, and I'm not, I'm, I'm in med tech and everyone who really, really knows me knows this about me. I'm in med tech, but there's nothing techy about me. I might as well be a 95 year old human being. Like I, I still write on a yellow pad. I don't use any technical gadgets or anything like that. I'm super old school. I'm a people yeah. person. That's what I am. And so <laughs> I, I jump on, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe I just lost all this. And he was still there. And I learned that day that when you fall off, like if, as long as one person stays on the zoom call, you literally can sign back on the same call and the recording just picks up. And I thanked everything above me that I did not lose that. And we still got episode 80 to highlight Dan Galvin from Israel, which by the way, if anyone doesn't know who Dan Galvin is, one of the most animated, amazing, smart, brilliant human beings who seemingly has done it all. He's originally from Denmark. He's been living in Israel for 40 years. Um, runs a family office in an accelerator uh, venture studio at this point called T-Site and has just been there and done it all. And his philosophies on boards and how much he hates them. <laughs> He's just a fascinating character. So if you ever want to listen to episode yeah. 80, I remember reaching out to you and saying, did it turn out? Like, did it even, and you're like, no, no, it's fine. I didn't even notice anything. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, dude. I thought I was <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's wild. Um, you know, like there's when, when just from, from, uh, doing project med tech, the project med tech podcast, there's so many episodes where it comes off as choppy in your head when you're doing the recording because you have to edit things out. But then when you listen to it, you're like, Oh, that was okay. Yeah. Um, great. But I will say for those listening in, the difficulty that Giovanni's talking about where you have choppy internet or things happen, you drop off, you hop back on. It's really hard as a host um, to do those episodes because 
you're trying to tell the story and formulate the questions and and push the guest or down a path of, of telling this story in a way that the listeners will hear it and it'll make sense and when it's choppy it's really really hard but it's really satisfying when you listen to the episode and you're like oh, shit that was good Burned out. yeah All right, lost <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so uh, we'll keep this episode brief, but one of the things too, just that, you know, I'm thinking back and reflecting on this, this journey, um, and the things that I'm going to miss, which is, is, is funny, um, that I would miss it. But when I say we produced the podcast and you hosted the podcast, like there's no, for the people listening in, there was no third party person that did all the editing. There was no person who collected headshots and the guest release forms and went through and did the data cleanup and named the episodes and uploaded the episodes. You're listening to it right here, right? I mean, it, it was literally uh, the two of us and then some other folks at Project MedTech, Aaron Tenhusen, who did all the digital posters um, as well. But, you know, we co- you collected the headshots, you collected the guest release forms, and then I'd get these emails from Giovanni. Hey, here's a guest release form. Here's the headshot. Good to delete. Yep, yep, sounds good. Then I'd get the recordings, which was the absolute scariest part, without a doubt, was when you had three podcasts in a week, and you would record them, send them to me, and say, let me know when you're good to delete. Because once you delete it, we have to make room, right, in the Zoom account for you to do the next one. And I just remember it it didn't it never changed. The nervousness of the first ten episodes versus the last ten episodes was the exact same because we were always incredibly worried about losing the content we had just created. Uh, we did crazy bulk though. I mean you 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 spoke way too conservatively on three a week. I mean there was Yeah there was so we did 127 episodes. I'm going to be conservative with this. There was 15 days where I've done three in a day. Oh, yeah. I, I, I no think there's at least I, – I, I remember there was like three big buckets where I actually probably did 15 podcasts in a week. Yeah. So remember leading up to – remember leading up to Houston last year? So, oh, yeah. so the, the startup symposium um, – Again, this is Lifeblood Scaling, Project MedTech Scaling. We're hosting a whole other podcast series as well. And Giovanni goes, hey, um, I'm going to do an absolute blitz. I want to get to 100 episodes prior to Houston. And I said, okay. Uh, and I'm sitting on my end going, shit, how the hell am I going to edit all those and still do everything? And we got 100 episodes released by Easton. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. But I will tell you this, you know, for, for all those who are listening right now and they're looking for nuggets and I and they really don't care about the back end stuff, like we're joking around, we're having fun right now. And and it's very human and very personal with you and I, because it's a lot of work. And, and, it, and it was, but I'll tell you, if anyone wants a nugget of, of something to take away, the magic moments for me, and maybe this goes back to your other question, like, I want to answer better. The yeah. moments for me were when the inertia of the podcast started really taking off and I would either go to conferences or sitting at my desk and get an email and people would be like, Hey man, I've been listening to your podcast or Hey, I work in Jerusalem and live in Tel Aviv. And I literally listen to your podcast on the way to work every day or mm-hmm. Hey, 
I reached out to one of the investors after listening to the podcast and we were a perfect fit. We got invested by that investor after learning about them on the podcast. The networking effects that took place. So going back to this body of work, forget the body of work because we did much more than the body of work. We did a lot of overlap and we did even more than we expected. We literally created a network effect. We created a community of people who almost depended on this insight of raising and investing capital in medtech. And then the people who were really aggressive with it in a good way, in an entrepreneurial way, leveraged the contacts, leveraged the insight, leveraged the data, leveraged the the wisdom that these people were saying to literally help them raise their funding or connect with somebody. And I, I mean, I'll speak conservatively. It's three times a week that I still get to this day. And it has been like that for well over a year. People saying, I've listened to this episode. Can you make this connection? I really loved it. I listened. This is what happened. I listen to it all the time. Thank you so much. And I'm just like, we're, we're, this is not in vain. This is not just, I mean, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time, but we actually are doing something for the community. We actually are giving back. And it was romantic to say in the beginning, and all of you listening in on this, you know how this all works, right? We all have visions of like wanting to be really good people. And then after that, you start self-doubting and questioning. We're like, okay, is it really working or why am I really doing this? But when it actually starts having effects and it comes mm-hmm. back and you're like, okay, it was working. It's working. It's working. Like, and it's, and then it became bigger than us. Yeah. Like I love, I love the fact that, you know, I could walk into a conference and be like, Oh, you're the med tech money guy. I'm like, yep. How can I help you? You need contacts. Want me to make you introductions? What do you need from me? That's fine. But the fact is that like it organically took on its own and it created these networking effects of people literally leveraging this platform of 127 people who shared their stories and the smart people who jumped in and took advantage of that and leveraged it for themselves and what it did for actually building startups in the community, I would do it 2,000 times all over again. Maybe 2001. 2023 times. It's 2023. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's it's crazy. Um, You know, a lot of... I, I think what was always interesting to me too... And, and we talked about it from the very beginning, right? We wanted to create something for the industry, right? Um, a lot of people, a lot of podcasts out there, they're, it, 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 they spin out podcasts um, after a company is formed. We kind of did this before, yeah, right? We, and and um, it, it just, you know, anytime I tell anybody about it, it's like, there's so much free content here. We did it before we had a company, right? Or not before we had a company, but before we really started our, our, our other companies um, and just wanted to give back to the community and cultivate um, a free content network, a network and content of things. And, and Giovanni, to your point too, I can't tell you how many times it, it is. It is one. It's, it's weekly that I get people who reach out and say, Hey, I listen to the podcast. It's amazing. Super helpful. And it's pro- it's it's also weekly, and it's definitely more than once a week. Where I'm working with a project medtech client, they're getting a pitch in front of. Let's just use. Oh, let's just say we'll we'll use a friendly here in Cleveland University Hospitals Ventures. Hey, I'm going to pitch in front of uh, David Sylvan and his team. 
okay, how should I prep for that? You should probably listen to the podcast episode we did. Yeah. Right. Um, and 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 within that episode, you get to you get not only do you get all the mechanics of how they invest, which is incredibly important, what they look for, all the good stuff. You also get to know a little bit about the person, the individual you're going to be talking to, right? And so it is weekly that I am sending out an email with a link to one of the episodes saying, probably listen to this before you go into that room. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And then same thing, yeah. same thing on my side. And, and even though it's 127, they're all my babies at this point where it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I know I covered that topic. And I remember the name like a flash, like, Oh, if you're thinking about that, you should talk to this. And I've made introductions to investors. And I'm like, Hey, actually, I know you're going to gunsling these things. And I know you want to, you know, Gatling gun your slide deck out to 50 different venture firms or whatever it may be, but you may want to listen to this episode before you reach out to longitude or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and yeah. it works it really really does work so going back to the genesis of this we had an idea we spoke it into the universe and then we spent exactly two years to the date so that's another really cool thing that i think is our very first our very very first episode was launched on june 21st 2021 and then there was minor changes throughout those two years where, you know, we, we released two times in a week and then we went to weekly, but then our day was Wednesday and we literally released the last episode on Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, like to the date. Crazy. Wow. Two years, 127 episodes, millions of dollars that have indirectly been transferred money and networking effects that have taken place and millions of listens um it was it was definitely an amazing highlight of my career i love it yeah yeah all right that's a a great way to end it um giovanni for those listening in again in the show notes there'll be giovanni's linkedin which if you're not following him on linkedin I don't know what you're doing, um, but but you got to go to. I will also have Lifeblood Capitals in there. Um, before we go, Giovanni, to close it out, uh, plug for Lifeblood Capital. If I'm a person listening into this, why reach out to Lifeblood Capital and your team? If you are a med tech, which we consider regulated hardware and or software startup company and that's everything from r d to let's call it pilot commercialization and you are building a team and you need to build out an r d team a clinical trial team a quality team a regulatory team certainly put in a new ceo or an independent board member we've been doing that for 15 years that's our background lifeblood is coming up on its second year right now so fortunately we've had the ability to go off and expand on our own and do our own thing and carry our network with us. But I've been in the game for 15 years at this point and love every second of it. And so if you're building a team and, and even if you're an early stage company who wants to think about how to structure a team against milestones, because you know that you don't have enough money right now, but you got to go raise, or even what does a management team look like to properly go out and raise your next round? Those are questions that we can help out with not only just executing on building the team, but more than glad to soundboard and help out startups think through building their teams as well. Boom. Giovanni Loricella, uh, hang on for a minute. We'll chat offline. Um, but uh, Giovanni, uh, 
I want to say thank you um, for for coming on this uh, journey with us. And I think I speak for the rest of the industry, but thank you for, for giving back. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for helping pull out the wisdom and knowledge of all the people you've had on the podcast. You did a wonderful job. And thank you for demystifying, raising, and investing capital in MedTech. It takes a team effort. And this honestly wouldn't have been disseminated without you and the Project MedTech team. So thank you. It was a front end, back end, and it was a huge collaboration and a lot of friendships along the way. So couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. If you need anything from the podcast, you can always contact us at info at Thanks for listening and have a great day.